0: G'day listeners, it's your host Matt here and I'd like to welcome you all to another episode with the Revel Brewing Show. After testing the core range in last week's episode, the gang return again to start moving through some of the more adventurous beer styles. This episode focuses on the Revlin, an Engineered Haze and the Strawberry Wishes. Each of these complex beers are interesting in their own right and the People's Brewer, Hando from Rockstar Brewer and Duncan Livingstone talk us through these beer styles and their intricacies. Now, without further ado, roll the intro. Bit of Dutch courage. <coughs> Everyone have a
1: beer. Yeah. <laughs> after eight beers each.
0: <laughs> 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 I this place. Oh, <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> well oiled.
0: We've got another four interesting-looking beers in front of us, seeing um, a lot of different colour in in these two. So, Maddie, why don't you talk us through what's in front of us?
1: All right, so if you grab your left glass first, I think Duncan's got them in the right order, hopefully. Thank you, Duncan. Thank you, Duncan, Duncan, for
0: your impressive pouring. You're welcome. What beer is this,
1: mate? So this one here is um, a pretty recent addition to the Revel Stable, Uh, the Reveling Pale Ale. So this is um, Pale Ale, but 3.5%, so mid-strength. So the idea of this is to have the same flavour as the pale ale, or as a pale ale, but be a bit more sort of um, better for people that want a lower alcohol beer. Um, The trick to making a good mid-strength beer, I think, is when people drink it, they don't realise it's 3.5%. You actually think it's 4.5 to 5, like a full-strength beer. Um, But yeah, you get the benefits of being able to have a couple and still ride your bike home or...
2: What's some, the, yeah. what's some of the things you do to sort of make um, a beer this, sort of
1: like a, a, appear like a full-strength yeah. beer and give it that flavour? That's a good question. There's a few different, um, I don't know if they're tricks, they're just uh, ways to do it. Um, with the mashing profile for the brewers out there, mash the beer at a higher temperature so it leaves um, more uh, unfermentable sugars in your beer so it gives the beer more body. Okay. Um, there's different malts you can use, so dextrin malt. Uh, in this beer I put in some Carahal. Which is one of Hendo's favorites. One of my molds. favorites. So that's a that's a mold out of Germany that they use in lagers to give beer a bit more body. So basically you put the beer, uh, the malt into the beer, and instead of fermenting and turning into alcohol, it the sugar or the dextrins will stay in the beer and give the beer the body and the mouthfeel. Um,
2: there's a bit of a biscuity note in there as well. Yeah, what, so what, that, what makes that?
1: It's a little bit of Munich malt mm-hmm. and again a little bit of crystal
2: bit of Munich, little bit of a little bit of little bit of Munich, a yeah. little bit
1: of crystal, and then I think
2: the biscuity notes really good to give that. It, it, it's like it's it's pretty like in the scheme of things in the whole beer, it's pretty punchy, and so um, it's like it's like oh, there's some biscuit biscuity character happening there. It's like yeah, I can. So you almost.
1: Something. Trying to trick the uh, the drinker into thinking it's a full strength beer because the last
2: thing you want, right, is for a low ABV beer to taste watery because mm. that would be just that would defeat the purpose. So, yeah. the, the, you, you know, from a from a brewer's perspective, you got to punt, you got to pack in a lot of flavour punch. In a really small package, yeah. And there's some there's some challenges around
0: that. And these are different um, malts and hops as well, uh, as opposed to the pale ale. Or are they
1: set some uh, similarities Some of there? the malts are similar. Yeah. Um. And it has a lot more of the dextrin malt I was talking yep, about in yep. it, in the pale to give it that body. Yeah. Um, and then it has the same amount of hops as the pale ale, just different varieties. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Just to change it up a bit.
0: Yeah, no, it's definitely, uh, doesn't doesn't taste watery or like the, the dial's just been turned down on it just so that we can lower the alcohol a bit. So yeah, yeah, definitely something you can enjoy if you want to have a couple and drive home yeah, or absolutely. something like it's that. Been, it's
1: been quite popular. I'm yeah.
2: going to do a Duncan this time around and just empty all the glasses because yep.
0: last time around he
2: was just like all empty glasses.
0: So. Yeah. you made us feel bad. Now we need to join in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah what, I mean, like, come on. Keep it. Get into it. Up oh, with, I didn't did, did catch did <laughs> the movie, movie so, Yeah.
1: <laughs> that one's all right. It's a mid strength. Sorry, yeah. definitely. So.
0: Uh, and then moving on. So, what, what have we got there?
1: So, the next one, this was a specialty or limited release. Mm-hmm. Uh, we brewed this one with um, one of the lads that anyone that's been into the brewery will know, uh, Geordie. So, oh, shout out to Geordie. Shout yeah. out to Geordie. He's um, the second longest Rebel employee. So good Is effort, right? Is, um, and
0: you're the longest. I take it. I think so. Yes.
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> sort of by default, they netted me before they started the brewery. So, yeah. Um, yeah but geordie has been here since the start. He worked in the kitchen, washing dishes, uh, flipping pizzas. To now, he's um, running the venue. Uh, runs everything really. Yeah. <laughs> really? Are you yeah.
2: serious? Yeah. Like, you run shifts and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, he's been, um, yeah.
1: over summer, he's been the, the venue manager. Wow.
2: Yeah. Tells me how
1: to brew beer. but um, Joined the brewing industry, lots of, lots yeah, of, lots of opportunities. career progression. So he's, studi- he's studying engineering, so that's where the name came from. And he, he wanted, came up with this concept. He wanted to make a, a strong, hazy pale ale. So between Geordie and I, we sort of went back and forward, came up with a beer recipe, and he came in on the day and brewed the beer. Yeah, so it uses a classic hazy yeast. Um, for the hazy fans out there, East Coast Ale. So it's it's probably on I don't know ten weeks old now, so it's not quite as hazy as it was. Um, even the best hazies will unhaze. That's not really a word, but <laughs> <D-A's>, <laughs> who's there, D-A's. Dad, D-A's. <laughs> over time. <coughs> but um, there's still a lot of flavour there. It's actually held up really well. So it's still got plenty of aroma. I uh, got a little bit of toasty malt in it, and similar to
0: that IPA. Yeah, you get get that nose there, and there's there's quite a bit of flat, quite a bit of um,
1: smell there. Yeah, I would have thought that um, when I'm looking at the name, that I think I can't remember who who did it, but there was something about there was a, a taste testing about natural hops and engineered hops, um, and I haven't seen much of the engineered hops kind of thing happen after I saw that initial thing. Can't remember who it was or who did it. it might have been Epic. I don't know who did it. Um, but what's this G O with? Is no, it...
2: it was Garage Project. Uh, was it? They did. They did. Um, oh, yeah, so they did Mecha Hop and oh, what was the other one they did? Yeah, like yeah. A... So one was like all uh, just regular hops. Yeah. And the other one was like all hop extracts and. Yeah, that's right. It was hop extract.
1: Hmm. I, didn't I can't remember had, what the other had, one was called. I, it. I think it was, it. was yeah. called a Robo Hop or something. Robo?
2: No, no, no. That's, that's, a, no, that's, called, that's called beer, So They right. did
1: it at the mill for one of their garage um, party projects. Yeah. Garage so project. So the, the path that Duncan's going down here is that um, I guess hops are processed in a few different ways. Um, generally in the brewery uh, we use them in pallet form because they're a lot easier to use in the brewery. Uh, there's not as much wastage mm. and that sort of thing. Um some breweries like Sierra Nevada still use hop flowers, but you need sort of um, specialised equipment to do that unless you want to make a lot of mess. But um, nowadays they're finding different have you ways. have done that though? I have, yes. Have we, won't, we won't go you. down that path. You're going to do that again shortly actually. <laughs> but um, in terms of the hop extracts and that sort of thing, as technology goes on, they're finding different ways to extract certain parts of the hop to sort of maximise what you're getting out of the hop. Yep. Um, a thing that's probably kicked off in the last couple of years is a thing called cryo hops, uh, which they do it over in Yakima. So they're basically freezing the hop and then pulling out the, uh, the flavour, the lupulin and all the flavour compounds, and it's a lot more concentrated than a normal hop mm. palette. So it still comes in a palette. It's really good for dry hopping and stuff. Um, and there's another thing called hop hash. So if anyone's been to university and remembers the old, uh, the old parsley grinder,
2: <laughs> um,
1: basically when they process the hops and make them into pellets, it gets stuck on the blades of the pelletizer, and especially just big chunks of resin. So you can also buy that. So both of those things are in this beer, hop hash and also cryo right. hops. So, so that really pellets, basically yeah. it just amplifies all the hop aroma and flavour.
0: Yeah, and, that's, and that's what sort of makes it strong as yeah, such. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Maybe so they're, they're more expensive
1: something? to buy, but you get a lot more bang for your buck. So yeah. you don't get as much plant and vegetal matter as you do in a normal yeah. hop flower and particularly in a hop flower. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, shout very out. interesting. Shout out to Jordy for coming yeah, up. Yeah, so right on Jordy. Thank Matt. you. Geordie. You've
0: got a cracker of a beer here. I yep. Hope you're enjoying your holiday in Nepal. or yes. wherever he is at the moment. <laughs> is
1: he walking lots? Or oh, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. He's, He's, in else. He's in
0: Nepal at the moment. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. a madman. Good on him. Good on him. Good kid. All right. So moving on down. Now this one's the most interesting looking color that we've had today. So let's have a taste of this one. The strawberry wishes. Is there fruit in this beer?
1: A little bit of fruit, yes. Yeah, which fruit? Well, you have a guess.
2: Mm, what was the name Did of the Did I give beer? it away? Or?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's very fruity. Yeah, very fruity. Fruity is nature's candy.
1: So this beer um, is a beer we've been making now for a while. This is probably the fourth or fifth batch we've done. Um, it's become sort of quite popular. Um, the base beer is a sort of traditional German-style Berliner Weiss, so that's a, a kettle sourer. Um, where it goes through a process in the kettle. Uh, lactic acid bacteria will um, make the beer sort of sour, I guess. Um, we ferment the beer out like a normal beer, and then it has strawberry puree added to the beer. So in uh, 1,500 litres, we put 100 kilos of strawberries. Wow. So it gives it, it that really nice... Is it
0: or...? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so if you, if you
1: smell this one and also the appearance, it really looks like a strawberry cream lolly. Yep, it does. That's sort of what we're going for.
0: Is, it, is this a slightly different colour than what a, it's been yeah, in well, other in, batches?
1: As craft beer evolves or as the brews evolve, they, they always come out a little bit differently. Hmm. So there's another ingredient I put in it to give it a little bit of colour. Yeah. So does anyone know what that is? I can guess.
0: Flavour enhancer or No, something. it's not, no <laughs> flavour. <laughs> it's all <laughs> natural. All natural. It's another,
1: it's another fruit or vegetable. Another fruit. Oh. Guava. Guava. Close ish. It's a root vegetable.
2: Ah, uh, oh, beetroot.
1: Yeah. So right. just.
2: He just gave it away. Initially,
1: <laughs> <laughs> when we made the first ever batch, it came out like bright purple. Right. So, and then to the point where you could actually taste the beetroot. So the idea was to use it as a colour without flavouring the beer too much. Yeah. Um, so gradually I've toned that back to where it is now, where it's just given a nice bit of pinkness mm. without being too overwhelming. Mm.
2: Strawberries yeah. are a really interesting uh, like fruit to work with because they pack loads of flavour and even though they're like red, they don't impart any colour into mm. a beer. And so if Maddie didn't use the beetroot, uh, then it would look like, you know, a, a regular beer and and, and the, I like way the that colour of
1: rose wine. Yeah, people people okay, yeah.
2: perceive you know, they they drink a beer with their eyes before they drink a beer with their nose or their tongue. And if it didn't look like strawberries, then people would just go, "Where's the strawberries?" Yeah. But in That's- order to get the colour, you just you'd have to add a stupid amount of. Stra- It'd best basically be strawberries, really.
0: Good day, listeners. It's your host Matt here again, and I just want to say a quick thank you for listening to this episode. We'd love to hear your feedback, so please feel free to reach out to us on our Facebook page at Revel Brewing Co, Balimba, or send us a DM on Instagram. Our handle is at Revel Brewing Co., all one word. Again, if you like what you're hearing, remember to subscribe on your podcast player to stay in the loop. If you're from the local Brisbane area, we'd love to see you in the brewery sometime in Oxford Street, Balimba. Until next time, remember, good people, drink good beer.